Welcome to Mindset Talks Podcast. It's your girls, Cassie and Amanda, and we are here to share our mindsets, elevate yours, and have some fun while achieving better versions of ourselves. Hey, Amanda girl. Hey, (laughs) what's going on? Oh, not much. How is your day going so far, even though it's kind of early? Uh, it's actually going very well. I laid in bed for some time, which felt nice. I don't have to work today. So I actually plan on putting up my last four window shades in my condo. So yes, I will have window treatments in all but one window, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be a, you know, productive feeling kind of day. I really want to relax and not do much today. Mm -hmm. I did start my day off with meditation too. Of course, after I walked the dog. (laughs) But um, I just got into, I don't know if you heard the show Queens. Um, No, I don't think so. It has um, the rapper Eve, Brandy, the singer, um, Naturi. She was on, um, oh goodness, I can't think of that 50 Cent show on uh, HBO. Power, yes, thank you. <laughs> and um, another Spanish lady, I don't know her name, but I just started watching that the other night. Yeah. And I'm kind of hooked right now. So I'm on the third episode, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm on the third one. And I kind of like rushed it. Like, I didn't rush it. I was like taking my time watching it. And I'm like, oh gosh, we got to record soon. <laughs> so I'm like trying to like watch the last little bit of this scene. And I'm like, Oh, gosh, I can't wait. I got to put my blinds up first and I'll go back to watching the show. So gotcha. that'll, that'll be my treat to myself. But how's your day going? Uh, it's going fine. Just trying to get some cleaning out of the way. It's what I like to do Saturday mornings. Okay. So. Nice. Nice. Cleaning up a little bit after a long, long week. Um, mm. I know that you've had a very long week as well. <laughs> to say the least. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So, do you want to tell the people about your sad, sad news? Oh, yeah. So, I just found out this week that my poor baby, Chewy, has been diagnosed with prostate cancer. I know. He's going to be 12 this month, so it's a little expected in the sense of his health not being the best. Yeah. And it's been almost a year at this point of going through everything that he's been going through. I'm not even going to list his issues, but, <laughs> yeah, you know, my vet alluded to earlier this year that it could be prostate cancer. We've been trying to rule everything out mm-hmm. and we finally got the final word. Um, unfortunately, it's pretty bad, too. Aww. So, uh, you know, he's going to go into some medication and we'll take it day by day. So we'll see how it goes. He's still upbeat. I mean, he's an older dog, so he's not really, like, upbeat all the time. He likes his day naps at any opportunity he can get them. But (laughs) he still likes to play and run around. So he's he's still in good spirits. Gotcha. Well, that's good. He's always had, you know, his little spunk going on. So (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's my Chewy. It's funny because I called my aunt to let her know what the Mm -hmm. final word was um, because Earlier in the year when the vet alluded it to being prostate cancer, Mm -hmm. he had, you know, I had reached out to my aunt and I'm like, it's in the family. Prostate cancer is hereditary because my grandfather, 
which is her dad had it. And then my biological father also had prostate cancer. So she reached back to me. She's like, Amanda, he's a dog. (laughs) And she ended up calling me because she thought I literally was torn (laughs) by the thought of my dog having this hereditary prostate cancer that runs in the family. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, um... I was being sarcastic about it being hereditary. I know he's a dog. Well, I know you lost your mom and everything, and I didn't really know where your headspace was, and he's a dog. He is a dog. There's no way that I'm passing on anything genetically to this dog. No, no, but, you know, people always see their pets as, like, part of the family. They do, they do, but it was just so funny because her and I were on two completely different pages, and then when we talked on the phone, we realized that well she realized that i wasn't tripping (laughs) (laughs) right so we laughed ever since so then when i called her this week to tell her the news i was like it is true it does run in the family because he has it (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah it's 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 been a journey he's a great dog um i do love him in his older years because he's a lot more chill but calm (laughs) you know but it's with a sacrifice, unfortunately. I mean, he's old as poop. He's going to be 12. Man. No, it's crazy. I can't believe it's been that long. I, I know. The day you got him. At seven weeks old. He was only seven weeks old when I got him. He was a little baby. Oh. It's so crazy how much time passes and you, like, don't even realize it. Right. Right. You know, it's just another one of those, just like in our last episode, talking about grief, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it has been a long week. And, you know, most of the time I'm really good at staying strong, but... It, it feels like one of those cases when you're kind of starting to grieve before anything actually really happens. Yeah, I feel like that's a trend with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, you know. Yeah, I guess that's my uh, my my strength in being proactive around death and yeah. being more prepared rather than not. Because God knows, don't surprise me with some death. I don't know how I react to that. <laughs> I, I just... I've only really experienced any close deaths that I knew was coming. Yeah, that's true. You and your proactiveness over here. You just, uh, <laughs> just I'm going to apply that in every area of my life. It'd be great. Right? <laughs> I hear you on that one. Trust me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So how have things been with you? I know we've had some stuff going on. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> life and getting older. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I don't think it helps having a parent that suffered from, like, natural diseases. Um, Correct. It kind of, like, puts things in your head. It makes you think things and, you know, that whole line. So I've actually been thinking I've been feeling a little weird. So I've had a few doctor's appointments in the past, uh, like, couple months, I would say. Um, and it resulted in um, potentially having thyroid issues. Um, Mm. so my doctor actually wanted me to get an ultrasound of my throat because she said that it felt, um, like a little large, like my thyroid was enlarged. Oh, right. So I had to go there, um, a couple of days ago and that was an interesting experience, I would say, because out of all things that could be wrong, why did it have to be my throat? (laughs) Right. It's just so triggering. Like. That shit just doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't know if that's like God up there just like laughing or (laughs) if 
this is just like all in my head or if there's something a test of your strength (laughs) right it's testing you it's got to be because I'm like really like it couldn't be like my stomach or you know my arm or like it had to be specifically my throat like really so anyways so I went to the doctor I did the ultrasound which was an interesting experience I've never had like an ultrasound or anything like that before so just that in itself was different yeah Um, and then you know as I'm like laying there and she's like going up and down my throat with this thing and stuff taking all these like pictures and my mind is just kind of like going and I'm like, damn, I'm like, what if something really is wrong with me? Like maybe even something more than thyroid issues. Like what if they found something like what if I like have throat cancer and like I didn't know it or whatever? Because I feel like I always have like, I don't know, just like throat issues, like trouble breathing, like swallowing sometimes, things like that. And I'm like, is that just like me like mentally like fucking right. with myself or is there something really going on? And I'm like, this is something that would actually like find out. And you're thinking all of this while she's <laughs> waving that wand on your neck. Yes. How are you not tripping and freaking out in the moment? I just, I don't, I've gotten very calm in my life and just like, I can't do anything to change it at the end of the day. So why am I going to get myself worked up when like an hour from now I'm going to be fine anyway. So I try my best to just not, let it get to me and like go through those emotions I guess just because like what's the point that's true I mean that's good but um and I was with somebody so you know me I don't like to (laughs) get all crazy when I'm in a room with someone (laughs) if that ain't the truth that is so true she's like oh yep nope no time to be vulnerable here no definitely not and I don't want to freak out another doctor so we'll get into the other (laughs) experience a little later but um Regardless, though, so that was that was hard mentally, I would say, to deal with after everything with my dad. Um, yeah. But what I would say is that I did get everything back. It looks like everything is normal. So Yay! Good. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. So I can oh. definitely put all of that behind me. Yes, and <laughs> um, breathe. Exactly. But now it's just really questioning, you know, is this something that, like, everybody experiences when they lose someone to something so, like, traumatic? Like, is this, like, your paranoia or, you know, it does it run genetically? It, like, right. It's just, it's an interesting concept to me because I know that for you, you have also been going through your own, like, health concerns and scares. And oddly enough, it replicates... <laughs> those of your moms and i just find it very intriguing Um, it is we couldn't we could not be any more similar as in you and i when it comes to relating to our parents (laughs) right um but in my case it's more genetics than paranoia i mean i'm sure paranoia is in there i'm not saying it's not (laughs) yeah but i have a mix of both but with certainty of the genetics so it was the year of or the year after my mom had passed mm-hmm. and I had went and got an ultrasound done on my breast because of, you know, the doctors now knowing my mom passed from breast cancer, you know, that automatically puts me at higher risk in a sense to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went into my ultrasound screening. They said I was too young for a mammogram, so we didn't do that. Gotcha. Um. You know, along with the ultrasound, 
they mention doing genetic testing. Mm. So they pretty much do like a saliva sample where you literally have to sit and spit into a tube. And the tube is like long <laughs> and you're just like, I'm, I have no, like I can't eat anything before I come here. Yeah. And somehow you want me to produce spit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so it's just, you know, you go through that process. They send it out to the labs. The labs will get back in contact with you. Mm. And what they explained to me and what I have experienced is that the labs will get in contact with you for, they'll call you like three times. Mm-hmm. If you don't answer, then, you know, that's pretty much it. I didn't answer. Oh. I went it's through all that. And didn't answer, right? Mm. So I just wasn't ready. I was not, I wanted to do it, but I couldn't take myself to get to the results point and know what the results were going to say. I don't blame you, especially not right after everything you just went through. Yeah, you know, it's just a fresh wound that still is nowhere near healing yet. So I wouldn't want to know either. mm, Yeah, but I ended up finding out. So... (laughs) Um, I'm going to say probably within a year after that, I did get a mammogram done, mm. um, which if you've ever had a mammogram done, that shit is so uncomfortable. Just sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> so being the small breasted woman that I am with good firm skin, mm. my boobs are very close to my chest. So, you know, they got you all pressed up in this machine. She's like, turn a little to the left. Put your neck up. Oh, bring your shoulder in. And, like, my whole clavicle was in the machine. Like, I'm like, you might as well have just done an x-ray or something because it was, and you're standing. Like, what? And you can only hold the machine in certain parts. It was just weird. And just very uncomfortable. And the mammogram didn't come back with anything. And I'm like, thank goodness, because going through all that was just painful enough. I couldn't. Yeah. Like, imagine having results of now we need to look at X, Y, Z. So this year, um, you know, I've had bad luck in in my past, too, with, like, doctor's offices. Like, one of my favorite doctors retired. The office didn't even call me and tell me. I, like, cried after (laughs) I got off the phone. I was like, the nerve of them. (laughs) Did you? You weren't even going to call. Yeah, she was, like, my favorite doctor. She was, like, the person I was most comfortable with as a doctor. And she was my doctor for years. Right, right. I was like, you couldn't send a letter in the mail or anything. Like, let me know. Hey. Dr. So-and-so is retired, so you're going to need a new doctor. Like, True. I wonder what... I guess they don't do anything in those situations, huh? They sure the hell don't. <laughs> At least they don't. All right. So then I got another doctor. So anyways, I've just been through numerous doctors over the past few years. So I just got a new one this year who's oh, okay. been highly recommended. And, you know, now I have to go back through the whole back history of, you know, my family history and all that. Yeah. So, of course... She recommends genetic testing. So I actually go through with it all the way this time. I even answered the phone when they called me back. Proud of you. <laughs> um, and I remember just waiting for those results, especially with it being the second time around. Yeah. And knowing that I'm going to go more forward in this journey than last time. Right. So I remember they called me back quicker than I expected. You and Nat and everyone's like, Oh, don't be stressed. You know, it's you're you're gonna be fine. It's gonna be good results. I'm like these bitches is lying because I'm feeling totally different. And you, you know, lying. I respected y'all and supported me because I always will. Mm-hmm. But my gut just told me that 
they called me back way too fast. Right. <laughs> and we have to be the uplifting ones. We can't be like, oh, man, oh, of course, right. some bad's coming. <laughs> right. Bitch, you die and you're just like your mom. You know, like, you can't say nothing crazy like that to oh, your friends. my God. Can you imagine? Right. Those aren't friends. <laughs> Not at all. Jesus. So, no, like I said, I appreciate y'all uplifting me, but my instincts just told me that it wasn't going to be a simple process. Yeah. And what did I get back? I have um, the BRCA2 gene where there's like a genome or some terminology they use that is missing. So pretty much I am not negative. I have picked up this gene from my mom's side of the family Mm. um, because I've learned that my biological father, he did get genetic testing done and his came back negative. And with genetic testing, you have a 50-50 chance of getting it from each parent. I didn't know men carry the BRCA gene. Well, prostate cancer is oh, one it? of the cancers within the BRCA2 gene. Gotcha. Yep. There's a BRCA1 and there's BRCA2. BRCA2 has um, prostate cancer, ovarian cancer, pancreatic, prostate, and melanoma. Hmm. So I have five lovely options within there to continuously screen for. Hmm. Um, breast cancer and ovarian cancer are the highest risk for me. Hmm. Obviously, I don't have to be worried about prostate, but if I do have children, that is something that could affect them, especially, of course, if it's a son. Yeah. And pancreatic cancer is not as elevated as breast and ovarian, but it is, you know, it's a very dangerous cancer. So it's another one that I have to yearly screen for. Yeah. And then melanoma. um, It's not super high like the other ones, but... It is something that you would want to go to the dermatologist and to the eye doctor for mm-hmm. to be able to um, just stay on top of that for, like, yearly checkups. Gotcha. So. A lot of doctor visits. Girl. <laughs> I've been to the doctor more in the past, like, four months than I have the past three years of my life. <laughs> I hear you. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, don't, I, I was like, you know, maybe it's just because I'm over 30. But nah, man, this is crazy. <laughs> So I have done an ovarian ultrasound since. I have had a breast MRI. I've had two breast biopsies. I've had a MRI-guided biopsy and an ultrasound-guided biopsy. There is um, now a precancerous lump they're looking at. And now I have to go to a surgical consultation about that. It's so crazy. Like, I, uh, I just, I couldn't be any more of my mother's child right now. I feel like, I know, I know there's no other options of people because I'm her only one, but <laughs> I really feel like I couldn't be any more of her child right now. Um, and just to put the icing on the cake, the woman who called to schedule my, um, biopsies, her name was Dawn, which is my mom's name. Of course it is. <laughs> when I went to the oncologist, there's an advertisement on the wall of every room in that office with a coffee cup with my mom's name on it. <laughs> Sorry, and I didn't know since when Dawn became common, but... <laughs> that's an old name. Like, when do you see those anymore? No, never. And the last, but I'm sure it's... Actually, it's not the last, nor the least. The surgeon that I have to go do a consultation with is the one who did my mom's mastectomy. Oh, Lord. The same exact person. You just can't get away. And, you know, it doesn't sound like, 
oh yeah well obviously it's really likely you'll get someone who did your mom's mastectomy this doctor moved to the west coast after my mom's procedure oh jesus so the likelihood (laughs) (laughs) the likelihood of her now being the one i'm having a consultation with is Mm. mm, not as likely as i thought it was going to be right so she came back just for you it looks like yeah so like with you it's scary it's terrifying you don't want to go through shit that you just watch somebody else go through right and we're significantly younger than they are as well yeah you know we have so much more life to live so you know it's always best to not look at this like the last road or the last of the last like Mm -hmm. this is preventative care for us and it's important to do this because what if generations before were doing the same of course the science and technology wasn't always there right but you know what if there was something our parents have done sooner mm-hmm. to be able to develop you know the knowledge of what's going on with them and to address it in a different way would they still have been here today yeah. i don't know because i don't know about you but my dad like never went to the doctor so my mom yeah was seldom it wasn't until her older years right you know so it's it's just crazy to be going through all of this and then yeah you're like back and forth in your mind like Am I just paranoid? You know, especially that's how I was feeling with the genetic test results. Am I just being paranoid? My friends, mm-hmm. you know, they're speaking the good word to me right now. And you know what? They're probably right. But then it was still within me. Like right. something isn't lining up just like I, something isn't going to be just right. This was too quick of a call, you know? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately in that case, I was correct. But, you know, out of my two biopsies, there's one that they said is precancerous. It's a smaller of the two lumps. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm definitely grateful for that. And, you know, being proactive rather than reactive is another blessing. So, and at least just knowing and having, having that knowledge about what is going on inside your body, because yes, you might have found these things out, but it still doesn't mean anything. Like you don't have cancer. It doesn't mean you will ever have cancer. Correct. Correct. It's, it's not, you know, you're not going into this and then being like, shit like you know i'm actually gonna go through what just happened but it's you know these things that could potentially happen and like you said being preventative about it and Mm -hmm. doing checkups and things and just saying you know making sure that nothing happens so that way you can always stay on top of it is you know exactly and that's the way and that's the way to learn though and i think that's what our parents wanted for us is for us to learn from them yeah exactly you know in more ways than one not learn from them only from their cancers they've been through and their different medical trips and, you know, all those terrible experiences, but just looking at the life they lived as a whole mm-hmm. and how to live in their footsteps of living a life with so much value and to be able to have people later speak about us like we speak about them. Right. Exactly. It's kind of hard. They, they some great people. <laughs> they definitely are. They have left some huge, huge footsteps to fill. That's for sure. They definitely have, Mm -hmm. you know, and with our listeners, you know, especially if you have been through something similar to what we're going through, are you thinking it's the paranoia or (laughs) do you have that genetic trait that unfortunately you're a little stuck with and, you know, causes you to believe less of paranoia and more of it's just because i have the gene because you can have the genetic traits but that doesn't mean you have it 
Right. It still could be paranoia kicking your ass. <laughs> it very well could be, you know, and I seem to be the queen of paranoia because this is not my <laughs> first rodeo. <laughs> yeah. So what was your first rodeo? <laughs> oh, Lord. So. I was <laughs> says, oh, Lord. <laughs> this one's interesting. Um, maybe like two, two years ago, I would say maybe, I think it was like a year or so after I had lost my dad. I, for whatever reason, decided to go to an ENT, which is an ear, nose and throat doctor. Um, it was probably just because I always, I always have some issues with my throat. Like I'm always clearing my throat. I feel like, you know, I have like breathing issues and whatever. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just go to the doctor and just make sure like nothing's wrong with me <laughs> because I feel like something is mm. which very much, you know, my mind does a lot of things. <laughs> so it's a powerful thing. So I go to this doctor and he's like, you know, well, what brings you here today? <clears throat> Oof, my voice. And um, I'm like, you know, I just feel a little weird things going on. So I just want to get checked out. And he's like, OK, um, he's like, you know. Everything like seems to be fine or whatever, but we'll still do the endoscopy, which is where they put the little camera up your nose. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Basically, they give you like a, um, they spray your nose with a numbing spray so that way you don't <laughs> feel it go up there. I'm sorry. I keep stopping your faces. <laughs> and they, they put the scope through your nose and it goes down into your mouth like into your throat so it can Ah. see like your vocal cords (laughs) and everything there um it's not painful it's just extremely uncomfortable this is where i feel like there's a difference of opinions just saying (laughs) um and so basically he did that um and you know he's looking around and stuff and like you can see it so like when they go in there's like a a screen too to where like you can see the camera like going around (laughs) In your throat. <laughs> and for me, I think that stuff's cool. Like, I like to see that kind of thing. So I'm all for an ultrasound, sure. I mean, the, the ultrasound was cool too, but yeah. <laughs> see this like little camera around my throat was interesting. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, we do that and stuff, and he's like, you know, everything like looks fine. And at some point during during the appointment, it comes out to him, you know, how I had just lost my father to throat cancer, and he just like kind of like looked at me like a light bulb went off, like, oh, okay. Like, you're just here to, like, pretty much, like, calm calm yourself and mm-hmm. clear yourself of any possible issues, you know? Right. So he kind of, I don't think he really looked at me like I was a waste of time, but he's probably thinking in his head, like, this girl is just, like, you know, being paranoid. <laughs> like, there's no reason for her to be here. But, like, let me let me put her at ease a little bit and let her know that, like, I don't see anything concerning. Like, everything looks normal. Like, mm-hmm. fine. So... I left that appointment and it was actually right next to Central Park. And so I like as soon as like I had stepped out of like the doctor's office, because again, me not wanting to be vulnerable around other people, I completely like just lost it. I was like sobbing and crying and Oh it was, my gosh. <laughs> it was just it was a lot handle because unlike the ultrasound that's actually something that I had seen my dad go through numerous times and not it was nothing you know like harmful or whatever it is how we found out that he had cancer again the second time um Mm. but just knowing what he was going through and then seeing that and then going through it yourself it just I don't know it just like really hit me and I guess it was that like just that trauma and it just took a lot out of me to be able to go to that appointment. 
why yeah. I did that to myself, I don't know. Maybe I just like to torture myself for whatever reason. Um, or maybe it is us just being like preventative to make sure that nothing's happening. But I definitely do think that I take my paranoia to like a next level. And then like I let it completely destroy me when I'm, <laughs> when I'm done. Right. I'm like, it sounds like it took full control where it's like, I'm going to this appointment. I'm going to maybe not necessarily intentionally, but in some sense, put yourself in your dad's shoes Mm -hmm. and brought yourself to another level of understanding what he felt and, or like trying to understand what he felt and what he had went through. Yeah. Because if, I mean, I know you had, you know, some issues with your throat and stuff like that in the sense of like always clearing your throat. Mm -hmm. I mean, even while telling it, your throat (laughs) got a little jacked up there. (laughs) Right. But, Something's going on. <laughs> did you really need to go? Probably not. You know, and it's just like that's it's that sick. paranoia. Mm-hmm. So wasted that copay. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't know. Just even going through something like that, I'm just like, would I ever have the strength that like my father did? Because just doing that, and that was like nothing compared to like, mm-hmm. what he's been through. And it's like, would I really be able to handle that? Because clearly I couldn't handle this <laughs> fucking camera in my nose. Like, Right, but how long after him passing was that? It wasn't that long. I would say maybe a year. Too soon. Yeah, I think so too. Kind of like you in, in your first experience. But exactly. I, I followed through with it and I don't know why. But Yeah, I didn't because of that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. But then I also wonder, too, like, what would my life be like right now if I did follow through the first time? That's true. Because they probably, honestly, they probably would have found all of this stuff with you back then, too. So you would have just been doing this like a year earlier. But like I said, like, just because you might have signs of these things doesn't mean that you actually have anything. So Right. And just even like, like my mentality, like, I don't know. I just feel like. Well, I know I'm not the same person then as I am now. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder how going through that process then would have affected me versus now. Because now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm more of an adult and I feel like I'm more level-headed and I can see from a more wide perspective and I'm viewing everything as preventative care. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like if I were to go fully through everything at that time the first time yeah i think i would have been a more of a woe is me why me you know it i feel like i would have had so much more of a negative approach and the way i believe in things now is that if i came at it with such a negative approach i would get negative results as in things i don't want yeah that's definitely possible i do believe that could be true you know. Um, but I, I think that that shows like a huge amount of growth with you and the fact that you knew at that time, like it's not something that like you had to get done. And mm-hmm. so you're like, you know what, let me like take a step back. Let me take care of like my mental health first before I actually go into this and deal with what may or may not come out of it. True. You know? Yeah. I think that shows a huge amount of growth for you. So kudos to that. <laughs> it's definitely, you know, it doesn't Thank make it any- you easier now but like you said you're in a better headspace to kind of like deal with it it's still hard yes but it's not as traumatic i would say right it's doable folks we all can do it it just takes the time and the patience and the strength a lot of times to get through it 
It definitely does. Um, and I just, it's just so interesting though, like why, like why are we going through this? And like, just like our similar similarities is just like so interesting to me. Right. I, just, I don't know. Like, I'm so curious to know, like, is this really just us? Cause like, we're just like complete weirdos or does this happen to other people too, who <laughs> have lost someone? Y- y'all better tell us. Cause I can't live my life thinking I'm just a weirdo. I know me neither. <laughs> Someone let us know like yourself anyone you know you know co-workers your neighbor your grocery store cashier like who do you know that has gone through similar things or you don't even have to tell us who just give us a yes or a no if you've known folks or yourselves to go through something like what we're going through because the irony is it irony is it destiny like, what is it? It's something that ends in a Y. N-Y. Irony, destiny. <laughs> I mean, either that or it could just be that big old paranoia. I don't know. That don't end in a Y, so it ain't paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to believe the paranoias. Uh, well, clearly that's like all it is in my situation. So Right, right. Who really knows? I don't know. We gonna find out one day. We sure will. We, we sure gonna find will. out. Well, on that note, everybody, we thank you for tuning in to this next episode of Mindset Talks podcast. Let us know your thoughts. And until then, we will talk to you next time. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys.